Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another opportunity that we can come together and worship you in this place. Dear Lord, we pray today that you would open our hearts and our minds so that we could focus on the word and receive your message. In Jesus' name, amen.
Please turn and greet one another. morning. I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cate. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful that you're here. Missed you last week, but we had a great uh, weekend with the confirmands at Lake Junaluska. We got a couple inches of snow. They had great attitudes. We had great leaders. Um, we made great strides, and we made it off the mountain back home, um, which, was, uh, which is the best part. Um, before we get started, I want to give you the opportunity as part of our radical hospitality to participate in the prayer life of our church. We have a prayer team that prays every Tuesday morning. Uh, could be five people, could be 12 people, but they gather faithfully to consider uh, things that they have going on in their circle, what people have shared with them, what Sunday school classes have shared with them, and what our um, people in worship have shared with them. So if you would like to share a prayer concern with our committee uh, that they can pray over this week and in the weeks to come, if you'll raise your hand and an usher will bring you a note card and a pen. Um, we're going to have a gathering. For people interested in uh, joining in membership in our church um, for in the Sundays of April, except for Easter Sunday. I figure Easter Sunday is a crazy time. Um, but during the Sundays of April, at the 10 o'clock hour, I'll be done with confirmation uh, next week. Um, we're going to gather those Sundays. Um, we can start here. You can go with me, uh, likely in my office, potentially in the social hall. Um, with the group of people from this service and the, 10, and the 11 o'clock service to say, what does Memorial believe in? What are we trying to do? Um, what does the United Methodist Church try to do? Um, what do we understand about the Bible, and, and what are we going to try to celebrate um, if you join in membership here? So if that's of interest to you, I want you to come every Sunday that you can in April, but Easter Sunday. We want not have it that day. It will be at 10 o'clock. Um, let's look at passionate worship. Next week is Confirmation Sunday. Um, so our confirmands uh, will be introduced and be celebrated in this service, and they'll take um, the vows of membership in the 11 o'clock service. So they'll participate in both. Um, we have 10, which is tremendous. There are um, many, many churches in our denomination that don't have a new member or a baptism for years. And part of that is the struggle of where they are. Part of that sometimes is they're a little grumpy. Part of that is they're just older. Um, but our, we need to celebrate every single time we have a person that's interested um, in participating in the life of the church for, um, for their entire life. So I encourage you to be here at um, either service or at both services next week to celebrate that. Um, a small note about April 2nd. Um, the children's choir will practice here at 845 and will be dismissed um, from the service at 9.30 uh, to go practice with Don. Um, so the children's choir, um, be on the lookout on April 2nd to follow Miss Aaron around and get to the right spot to practice. Um, and finally, um, uh, in terms of risk-taking mission and service, um, our, our team has met twice this year now, and we're, what we're going to do is try to emphasize everything we have on different geographical levels, the local, uh, the regional, the state, the national, the global. And so um, every third Sunday, 
just before the offering, someone from our risk-taking mission and service team uh, will give uh, minutes for mission and will tell us something to celebrate that we've done, that our community's done, and something to anticipate, something that's coming. I think one of our greatest enemies in your participation is, I didn't even know that thing was happening. And so um, uh, we're, we're going to, like I said, celebrate and anticipate. And uh, Daryl Richforth is our chair of that committee. Um, he'll be the first one to speak today. I believe that's everything we have, so let's, uh, let's pray together. No, it, I'm sorry, I'll take it back. One more thing. <laughs> the good thing is it's not obvious, <laughs> right? I start getting in my head, start thinking about worship. I miss things that are, you know, enormous. The CEP is having a book fair uh, this entire week, but today is your day to participate. It's so crazy that my parents are here today because my mom was an elementary media specialist put on book fairs for decades and had me dress up like Clifford the dog uh, for, um, for kids. Uh, so I want, uh, I want you to take a look at that if you have a child or grandchild or um, a loved one that you think uh, could have a book. Last year when we did this, um, we said that you could come Monday through Friday um, to purchase a book. Um, but Lori's actually here today, our director of the CEP, and um, she'll be happy uh, to let you buy it today. So if you would like to do that, um, please do so. Now let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this space. We thank you for a call upon us this morning to get out of bed, to get dressed, and to come to worship. We thank you for every volunteer that makes every Sunday happen here. We thank you for the scripture that has traveled so far to get to us. People who dedicated their lives to writing it down. We thank you for the opportunity to pray with one another, to sing with one another, to proclaim your word, your joy, your hope, your mercy. And as we read the psalm today, as we hear the emotions of the psalmist speaking to the people, help us to feel those as well. Help us to understand our place, our purpose, our hope in your life. Um, inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your son taught his disciples to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we're looking today at Psalm 95, and for years, as I've taught um, lectionary studies, as I've targeted on psalms in worship or in classes, as I've spoken to six-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 36-year-olds, and 66-year-olds, 86-year-olds about psalms, I've had them read it, and then I say, is this person happy? Is this person sad? Is this person angry? Is this person indifferent? It's complicated today, and I want you to think about that as we're reading it. Verse 1. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, 
and the dry land which His hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Oh, that today you would listen to His voice. So what, what kind of emotion are you putting on that so far? Kind of happy. It, it's kind of direct. It's kind of, hey. But he's not upset. He's definitely not indifferent. He's definitely not sad. He wants to get people's attention. So that's your first phrase. This is um, a call to worship. We don't typically have those in contemporary worship. Um, typically go away from the um, uh, normal structure of a worship service and then do exactly the same thing once we get over here and change it from the normal structure over there. But a call to worship in traditional services typically is a call and response between the leader and the congregation. Sometimes it's those um, parts in the back of the hymnal um, where you know the, the light and the bold and the light and the bold and you read with one another. But you're trying to set the tone. And in this call to worship, if you imagine a bright, energetic leader projecting to the back of the room, saying, hey, let's get ready. And we're either getting ready to worship in a place, in a fixed position, or we're getting ready to depart to travel to Jerusalem to worship. In either case, it's saying, I know that the sheep are doing something crazy out in your field, and I know that Uncle... Uh, Adonijah said something awful at dinner the other day, and I know that you're in a relationship and you're struggling with that relationship, whatever that might be, but we've gathered together now and we're, it's time to focus. It's time to focus on what we're talking about. And he establishes the amazing things that God has done in order to establish the focus of the people. Let's enter, let's sing, let's express joy, let's recognize the security of the rock that is our God. And let's imagine the people in the congregation, I'm not out there very often, but sometimes I am, asking the question that humans ask, that pets ask. Why? Why? That might be because they're tired. Might be because they're upset. Might be because the job didn't go like they wanted it to. Might be because they're worried about money. Might be because um, they just lost a loved one. And they prayed a lot about that person remaining well. And they might be asking, why? Well, the answer is because we've gone up a couple hills and we've gone into a couple valleys. But God has seen every one of them. I've been to Colorado right before I came here and saw the Rockies. I didn't get to go up uh, uh, supremely far up them. But I saw them. I've been to the Dead Sea. I think it's the lowest point on earth. Is that right? Yeah, lowest point on earth. I've been a couple places. I've been up a couple hills and down a couple valleys. He says, God understands the hills, the mountains, and the valleys. I've seen a couple bodies of water. Been to Edisto Beach for 25 years. Went to North Carolina before that. Been to some beautiful lakes. Seen some pretty rivers. He's saying, this is the God who created them. Wake up. Pay attention. Because the God who created them is calling us together to worship with one another. He says, so bow down, kneel, and hear, hear the call of the shepherd.
I served two churches in Seneca in my first four years, 22 to 26. I did not know a, a thing. Way less than my not knowing a thing here. Still, I know a little bit more here at 39. But people there came to the uh, kneeling rail and kneeled for communion. And a church, no church I've served has done that until here in traditional worship. Now, um, Buncombe Street, where I was before, you could come by, like we have intention here. You could have intention and then go and kneel. But when you go to traditional worship, you should do it sometime if you've never done it, and you come forward and you kneel for some time, I assume after a while you start to feel it a little bit, even with those beautiful cushions that have been designed by the women of our church. And you get in a posture that we're not in very often. He says, come and kneel and hear the call of the shepherd. Significance being, we're compared to sheep an awful lot. You know why? Because we get loose an awful lot. We get wide of the pasture an awful lot. We just want a snack an awful lot. We might want a nap when it's time to go somewhere. Hear the call of the shepherd, he says. Offer honor and humility and joy that we're here together. There's one little phrase, and that's the next uh, main point. Slightest little line. That is a fundamental principle of our belief system. He says, oh, that today you would listen to his voice. You know what that means? After all he's said, after all he's announced, after all the power he's explained about God's creation, he says, I wish you would. And by saying, I wish you would, he's announcing that human beings have free will. We have a choice, which is both a joy and a concern. The most beautiful joy, the most horrific concern, the creator of everything that is said, um, I would love for you to come and gather and worship me, but your choice. Got a lot of high school math teachers in this congregation. Were it my choice to participate in calculus? No. Negative. That's a hopeless proposition. We got some uh, chemistry teachers. Mm -mm. No, that's not really my scene. If you want me to write a paper, if you want me to study history, if you want me to tell you who I think will win in the NCAA brackets. <laughs> now, now 17 years in, I can tell you a little bit about the Bible and theology. But if you want me to get it over, is over above equals percent over 100? If you want me to get advanced beyond that formula, that ain't going to happen. That is not going to happen. Because it was my choice as to whether to pour my heart into understanding calculus. And at 16, I didn't make that choice. Now, I had a person in that classroom who had poured their heart into understanding that theory and knew how important it was for me to have it. But she could not make me. And so the psalmist says, I'm going to tell you all this amazing stuff, and we can worship and gather together, but I can't make you. I can't make you join here, and I can't make you celebrate. 
The leader is imploring the group to turn and to listen, to pay attention and to celebrate, but he cannot make them. He starts with encouraging them, which is what we read before. Now he's going to warn them. Let's look at verse 8. Do not harden your hearts, as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not regard my ways. Therefore in anger I swore they shall never enter my rest. Happy, sad, angry, indifferent. They shall never enter my rest. Now, part of that is literal, that those people were not able to go in the promised land, the people who were that upset. And when he references Massa and Meribah, you're talking about a time when people were truly thirsty out in the desert. And in their thirst and in their fatigue and in their anger, they lashed out at Moses and said, this guy's an idiot. He led us out here into nothing to die. And even worse, the God who sent this idiot to us to lead us out here to die could care less if we die. I'm serious. And Moses said, Moses didn't say, you know what? You called me to be a leader. I, I see you're um, seeing leadership potential in me, and you've given me a great honor. I'm going to go. I'm... Moses said, what? Will you give me these people? These morons who don't even recognize. So imagine God's heartbreak in the creation of the world, in the opportunity of life, in liberating them to freedom, in them being out in the desert, and then saying, your leader is an idiot, and you don't care. You ever, been on the, you ever been on the receiving end of that? Whether it be a student or whether it be a patient or whether it be a person on the road or whether it be somebody in your office that's coming to visit you and they give you that impression when you know what you've put into it? It's painful. So this is your next phrase. Being free is difficult. I'm on um, the conference board of Ordain Ministry which means uh, uh, it's like uh, tenure for ministers. It's the last thing you do seven years in to your pursuit of being a minister. And on that board, I'm on a smaller group that's part of what's called the, um, the ordinance retreat. They've been passed. They're being ordained in June, and they get together in May to celebrate. And I'm going to speak to them. And I'm going to say to them, uh, here's the thing. You thought that it was crazy that we were asking you to write a sermon on that topic? You thought that it was crazy that we were asking you to write a Bible study on a book? You thought that it was crazy that we asked you to give us a credit report and a physical? And we asked, you thought it was crazy that we asked you to be here nine times a year and meet with this group? You thought it was crazy we asked you to go to seminary? Blah, 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 blah. What's crazy is, in about a month, we're not going to ask you for anything. And all of a sudden, you're going to be leading congregations. Now, they're going to ask you for some stuff. We won't ask you for anything, and you will be free. You're free. 
But being free isn't easy. All of a sudden, the structure that you had before isn't there. And hopefully, the structure that we created for you on your path down to ordination rubs off on you and you want structure, maybe. It took me about 10 years after graduating college to have it right. I watched it for four in college and I had it right after 10. But the people were freed from bondage, freed from slavery, freed from death, freed from hopelessness. And they were as angry as they were ever going to be in that moment. They're freed to the desert and in the desert they got thirsty because God granted them that freedom. So this psalmist is not there at that time. What I'm talking about at Massa and Meribah. He's referencing it in the psalm to people now. And of course, we as the readers of this psalm are hearing this. We don't be goofy like those people at Massa and Meribah. So let's, let's bring this into this season. It's the season of Lent and the season of the NCAA tournament. Right? Anybody have Villanova? Right. Some teams are playing close to home. Some teams are playing far away. Some teams are playing early in the day. Some teams played late at night. Some teams were highly favored to win. Some teams had very long odds to win. This is your last phrase. Three things were common to them all. Every one of them. In any group that gathers for any length of time, really. Regardless of the circumstances, the pressure, the heights, the depths, the peaks, the valleys, those that do three things. Listen. Retain. And execute. Can you hear what I'm saying, or are you off doing something goofy? The, um, there was a team, a wide receiver for Pittsburgh in the playoffs when they had a huge win. As the coach was referencing the win and what they were looking forward to the next year, next week, and saying, this week we really got to focus. No distractions this week. As he's doing that, a wide receiver is over in the locker room on Facebook Live like this with his friends. <laughs> we listening. Are we listening? That's what he says. I need you to listen. And I, I don't have much of a problem with that. I think I'm a pretty faithful listener. Unless I'm tired and I come home. You know. <laughs> but during the day, mine's retaining. Can you retain what we talked about? Can you remember the significance of what we talked about? Part of my problem is I have a terrible memory, and I don't help it because I stack meetings on top of one another. And so this builds into that one, 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 and then I go home. So I don't pause for 15 minutes and go, hold up now. What was the most important thing we just said in the last 60 minutes? Now Google Drive helps me when I type it in there. If I did not have that technology, I might could not be a minister. Retain. Can you remember? And finally, that last part. Can we execute? See, we might have talked about it. We might know what we're going to do, but there's a bigger person over there. He's bigger than us. 
Or if we talk, we're talking about it here um, in, in terms of being friendly, in terms of having the um, patience of God, and then you say, yeah, patience of God. And you leave here and you go in your office, and there's a person who doesn't know how to work the printer, and they think it's your fault. You're the one that's holding us up. And you go, whoa. Look, I'll be patient with everybody, but I'm not being patient with that person right there. Can we execute? Can we do the things that we said throughout the week when we're not together? See, that's the difference between individuals and organizations. Oh, that today is such an important phrase because he's saying, oh man, I wish you would. I wish you would. I know you think it's a burden that it's the thing that's in your way as you're trying to do something else, but I'm telling you, this is the point. And if you would, you would recognize the God who created it all, who created you and gave you free will, wants nothing more than for you to respond. So let's fill in that. It's not on your screen. Oh, that today we would listen to God's voice. We would, we would retain God's words. We would execute God's vision, not in order for God to love us, but because God has loved us already. God has loved human beings since the very beginning. God continues to offer us opportunities. And you'll have another one as soon as you leave this door. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your freedom that you have granted us. We thank you for the structure you've placed around us. We apologize for the times we've turned away from it. What we've left undone, what we've left unsaid, what we've done that we shouldn't, what we um, should have done that we didn't. Be patient with us, Lord. And Lord, help us to be patient with others. In your holy name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand as you're able and join me in our modern affirmation. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all His works, and whose will is directed to His children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. Please be seated. I'm going to invite our chair of uh, mission and service, Dale Richforth, to give us our minutes for mission. Good morning. I'm Daryl Richforth, and uh, I have the pleasure of being on the, uh, well, we now call it the risk-taking service and mission team. We've changed the name a little bit to better reflect what we want to do in, in the, uh, for missions, for memorial. <clears throat> the, uh, 
Beginning today, as Joe said, uh, we'll be doing a minutes for missions uh, once a month, and I or one of the team members, either Frida or Jason or Patrick, will be trying to inform you of uh, past accomplishments and future um, anticipation. anticipation. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, one of the things that we'll be uh, uh, looking and celebrating is the Emanuel's Hammer that uh, we are partnering with. We went to a breakfast, uh, a fundraising breakfast on February 23rd, and uh, there were many uh, 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 donations and pledges made there. Uh, one of the anonymous donors uh, don donated 3500 $30,000, I'm sorry, $30,000 as uh, matching donations. Memorial has uh, pledged $1,500 to Emmanuel's Hammer, and that is not to be taken out of our budget. So if anybody is uh, wanting to uh, donate to Emmanuel's Hammer, that would be a separate donation, and we would appreciate that. Um, the uh, Emmanuel's Hammer is, uh, their, their mission is to share the love of Christ by rebuilding homes and lives. I don't know if you saw in the paper um, about a week ago, they had uh, rebuilt a home for a lady in Greenville County whose uh, home had burned down and um, she was in dire straits, I'll say that. So, uh, Emmanuel's Hammer, if you want to look up their uh, information, it's ehammer.org, ehammer.org, and there you can read all about uh, their mission and uh, vision for, for them. So, that's all I had today. Thank you. I don't know if you all noticed, I was sad about not being here last week for um, one major reason was that our giving was $1,000 over our budget needed to that point. In 2015, I told you we were $80,000 behind. And I said, I need y'all to help us now, and I need you to pledge towards 16 like it matters, because we're going to do special things. And you did. You did both of those things. And last year, we lived paycheck to paycheck, week to week. And we missed a week. And we never really caught it till the end, but our staff stayed within their budget. This year, we've missed a week. And we are ahead in March. It's a big deal. Now, yeah, we can clap. Thank you. That doesn't mean that our staff is like, oh, we're going to go crazy. We're going to try to stay as balanced as we can and respect your generosity. And that generosity, as we stay balanced and the generosity increases, I want to go to missions and go to our community. I want to be a grand central station of getting people out there um, giving, praying, and doing in our community. Uh, so thank you, Daryl. Thank you all for your generosity in these years. It's now time for our offering, and if you would like to give online, you'll see that um, instructions in the bulletin.
Stand and sing this last one with us.
Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly trust in Jesus name I stood alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love we can do it any better than that. This is one of my favorite services we've had, so if you want to be a part of what we're doing here in membership, I encourage you to come in April, every Sunday at 10 o'clock, except Easter. Larry Smith,
Appreciate you. Appreciate you playing today. Larry is Caitlin's uncle-in-law. There you go. And a very talented guitar player. We're grateful that you joined us. Um, if you want to help the CEP, um, buy books for loved ones or anyone, um, be sure you do that. Lori's over there. Um, go in peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. May you listen. May you retain. May you execute throughout this week. Son's holy name we pray. Amen. Great week.